Amen. Our, our God is greater. Our God is higher. Lord, you are higher than any other. You're awesome in power. Our God, our God. The children said, and if our God be for us, then who can stand against us? That, I don't know about you, but that, that made me happy. If our God is for us, that who, what, when, nothing can stand. COVID-19 can't stand against us. If our God be for us, who can stand? Amen, amen, amen. Praise you the Lord, everybody. Praise God in his sanctuary. Uh, praise him in the firmament of his power. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the psaltery and the harp. Praise him with the timbrel and the dance. Praise him with the stringed instruments and the organs. Praise him with upon the loud sounding cymbals. Praise him upon the high sounding cymbals. Let everything that hath breath that's your cue let everything that have breath praise ye the Lord if you're breathing today you ought to be praising God if you took a breath just a minute you ought to be praising God because it's not your breath you breathe it is his breath amen amen I'm so glad to be in the house of the Lord just one more time Is anybody else glad to be in the house of the Lord in the land of the living that you're not sick you gotta thank God that you are here may not have what you want but God has given us what we need and we want to be grateful and to be thankful though so that we don't prolong our time this morning if you would turn to me Paul's letter to the Romans chapter 15 Paul's letter to the Romans chapter 15 we're going to read today starting with verse number 30 Romans 15 and 30 and uh, for clarity's sake I'm going to read today from the Christian Standard Bible the CSB Amen. whatever Bible you have it is the Word of God so you turn that to Romans 15 and 30 but today in your hearing I'm going to read from the Christian Standard Bible and the word of God reads thusly from this text. Now I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, through our Lord Jesus Christ and through the love of the Spirit, to strive together with me in prayers to God on my behalf. Pray that I may be rescued from the unbelievers in Judea that my ministry to Jerusalem may be acceptable to the saints and that by God's will I may come to you with joy and be refreshed together with you. May the God of peace be with you all. Amen. May the God of peace be with you all. Amen. Just for a few minutes, y'all, I want to wrestle and labor with 
this lesson on today and tag this title to the text I need help I need help it's been seven eternal days that's the length of time it's been since this lawyer news correspondent and former Miss USA leaped from her luxury New York apartment seemingly in the prime of her life Chesley Chris leaves behind this great question why a young person who had the hot air balloon of life by its string chose to let go and when she chose to let go she left behind questions that may never get answered um, and we've learned y'all that the shine of accolades cannot release us from the anguish of our anxiety that success can't whisk us away from the sweeping moods of sadness and sorrow. That fame can't blot out our fears. That our thoughts, y'all, and our prayers go to her family, to her friends, and to her loved ones. There were some sentiments however though that shook me to the core of those who knew her many who knew her said that Chesley was a shining light to all she ever met but in her own life she could not remove the presence of darkness and I know many of us are you're looking at me and I'm looking at you and we're wondering is she the only one but if the truth be told Many of us, not only in the room, but many of us also who are listening virtually have dealt with shame, have dealt with sadness, have dealt with depression. But for the grace of God, we are still standing here today. That you ought to thank God by his grace you have been saved. It, when I think of Chesley's life, I hear the words of my father ringing in my head. A permanent solution to a temporary problem. Uh, but it makes me even think back to our ancestors. To those who were ripped from the shores of their homeland. Who had to bear the burden of the middle passage who came to this country to be sold at auction like none other than human who had to live through the shame of slavery and then come through an era where you got your freedom but folk wanted to kill you anyway even because of what you looked like 
that got our freedom, but then eventually we got our civil rights, uh, people of God. We got our civil rights, and even in civil rights, it's still part of the struggle that we struggle in today. But I can hear those who, like you and me, live in today. I can hear our ancestors say, where do I go when there's nowhere else to turn to? Who do I talk to? When there's no one that will listen, who do I lean on when there is no foundation stable? And I hear him answer say, I run to the rock. I know that he's able. I run to the rock. I, I go to the rock of my salvation. I run to the stone that the builders rejected. I run to the mountain and the mountain stands by me. The earth all around me is sinking sand, but on Christ, the solid rock, I say, and when I need a shelter, when I need a friend, I go to the rock. Uh, I want to help somebody this morning because fears and depression and anxiety is not a new phenomenon. We live in a day now where we thank God people are getting help for mental health issues. But mental health issues, y'all, are not new. Paul dealt with them too. He is writing this letter to the Roman church, a church that he had never seen before. But he's writing this letter because he wants some encouragement on his journey back to Jerusalem. Paul had set up churches in Asia Minor and in Macedonia and in Achaia, modern-day Turkey and Greece. He set up churches in places like Ephesus. He set up churches in places like Philippi and in Thessalonica and in Berea and in Corinth. And along the way, y'all, he asked the people that he set up churches, will you give money so I can take it back to Jerusalem and give it to the mother church in Jerusalem? But you know, y'all, when Paul set out to go back to Jerusalem, he knew he would have some opponents in Jerusalem. He knew there were those waiting on him, at least two opponents. He had those folk waiting on him where he had left. Y'all remember Paul was the one, the chief, who actually persecuted the followers of Christ. But he left that group. And don't you know, sometimes when you got a group that you hang with, when you lose them, they become your worst enemy when they were your best friends. So he left one group. But then there was another group there. This group was the followers of Christ. Uh, they already thought Paul to be suspect. You're taking us to prison, you were killing us, and now you're one of us? But not only are you one of us, what you're doing is you're bringing in folk who don't act and look like us. I wish I might get an amen right there. You're bringing in Gentiles. Folk who don't know what the law is. Folk who are not circumcised. They don't live like we live. And you brought them into the body of Christ. And he got to worry about the same folk that he has helped save. He got to worry about them too. Because he don't fit in. 
But is there anybody here that knows there is a way to heal our anxiety? There is a way that we can calm every fear that we have in our lives. And that way is, y'all, through personal prayer. Oh, I wish somebody was with me there. I'm, 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 I'm right here in the text. He says, I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, that you would struggle in prayer with me. Paul says that it just ain't prayer that's going to get us through, but it's the kind of prayer that when we get on our knees in the midst of all our struggles, it's that kind of prayer that's going to get us through. Is there anybody here that knows sometimes you and I pray better when we have difficulties in our life? Sometimes when we're in the struggle of life, we get on our knees and say, God, I need your help. Paul says that prayer can get us through, but not just any kind of prayer, a prayer that struggles through. And Paul says that it ain't just a personal prayer that's going to get us through. Prayer, y'all, is our communication to God. But also prayer is our time to be able to open up our ears and the eyes of our heart and listen to God talk back to us. Prayer ain't just a one-way thing. Prayer is, is talking to God and hearing from God. But it ain't just a personal struggling prayer. I need partnership in prayer. <laughs> Paul says, I appeal to you brothers and sisters, to pray with me. I need somebody who knows the worth of prayer to pray with me. I don't want to pray by myself, but I need folk who stand with me praying. Y'all looking at me funny, so maybe I can show it to you like this. I, I, I don't know if, if many of you in the crowd know, or many of you uh, through virtual online may not know, but I am one of the biggest Georgia football fans in Georgia. And if you didn't know, now you know. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you how big a Georgia football fan is. I, I'm from Gainesville, Georgia. However, when I was six years old, my father got a job with the University of Georgia. And he moved me from, from Gainesville, Georgia to Athens, Georgia. He moved his young sports-loving son to Athens, Georgia. And because my father was a good daddy, the first place he took me was the University of Georgia campus, y'all. He took me to Sanford Stadium. I had never seen a, a stadium so big. I had never seen grass so green. I had never seen hedges so cut so perfectly. And I was on that day hooked. I'm a dog for life. Funny, I remember, y'all, UGA just won a championship, y'all, but I remember the first one in the modern era. I was there when Herschel Walker led the University of Georgia in the Sugar Bowl against Notre Dame. They won the game 17 to 10. That is January 1981. Most people don't realize. They went back to the Sugar Bowl again, undefeated in, in January 1982, but they lost to Dan Marino and the Pittsburgh Panthers. 
You still don't know. The next year, they went back to the Super Bowl again, untied, undefeated, and they played Kurt Warner, Todd Blackledge, and the Penn State Nittany Lions, and they lost. Georgia had the opportunity in 81, 2, and 3 to win three consecutive national championships. But they lost in 82 and 83. But just a few weeks ago, I watched my beloved Georgia Bulldogs win another championship. And there was a time in the game, y'all, where the Lord spoke to my spirit and said, somebody going to get some help out of this. Uh, I told y'all about praying, but praying with somebody who can help you out. In the game, y'all, it was getting in the third quarter, and Georgia was starting to take control, and the running back went through a hole, y'all, and when he went through the hole, he got hit by a linebacker, but he didn't go down. He kept driving his legs, moving forward. Then another person hit him, but he still didn't go down, y'all, and he kept driving forward. And then as he was driving forward, one of his linemen saw that he didn't give up on trying to go forward and the big 300 pound lineman ran into the back of him and pushed him forward i'm just trying to help somebody else sometimes you can't pray by yourself but you need some partnership in ministry to push you forward so they got paul says that prayer will get us through personal prayer but partnership in prayer but y'all know, prayer is not about your incantation. Prayer is really about the object of your prayer. I wish I had some help in here. That prayer don't mean nothing if it ain't to the right source. Paul told them when we pray, pray through the Lord Jesus Christ. I know that sounds real simple to y'all, but he made a very poignant point that, that we need to pray in the name of the one who is Lord. That we need to pray in the one who has the power over all that we're dealing with. Paul says, I got anxiety in my life. I got fears in my life. But I know that Jesus is Lord over my anxiety and my fear. Oh, I thought I might have a little few more witnesses right there, but if you didn't, well, wasn't going to be a witness, I brought my own. I brought my own. There was a man in a city called Gadara. He was unclothed and not in his right mind. He was in tombs cutting himself. And one day he met Jesus, who is Lord over depression and sickness. Jesus called the demon out of the man, and he went home in his right mind and clothed. I'm just trying to help you out. Jesus is Lord over depression. But not only is he Lord over depression, one day there was a man named Bartimaeus. And Bartimaeus was blind, but he still could hear y'all. Somebody thank God. Might not have my sight, but I still can hear. And he heard that Jesus was passing by. And he said, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. 
and Jesus stopped walking and went down to him. I'm just trying to let you know that Jesus is Lord over sickness. And so is there anybody sick in the room that he can heal you of sickness because he's Lord over sickness? He's Lord over depression. He's Lord over sickness. But then there was one day a woman of a city named Nain. Her only son had died. And can't you see the sadness in her heart that this single mother walking now in a funeral possession as they took her son to be buried. But Jesus was there, y'all. And Jesus touched the little boy who had already been dead long enough to be prepared for a funeral. I wish somebody heard me there. He touched the boy and the boy got up, raised him from the dead. I'm just trying to help somebody. Jesus is Lord over depression. Jesus is Lord over the sickness in our body. But then the same Jesus is Lord over death. If you want to pray well, you got to pray to Jesus who is Lord. Tells us that our prayer needs to be personal, a struggle. You need partners in prayer. You need to know who to call in prayer, the object of your prayer. But you also need to pray in love. Love, y'all, is our currency for any transaction that goes out in the spirit. That, that, that we have to love for anything that goes out as a spiritual transaction. Love is actually who God is. John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Uh, God is love. Paul said it like this. Love never fails. Whether they be prophecies, they shall cease. Whether they be tongues, they shall uh, pass away. But love endures forever. I'm just trying to help you out. That when you pray and when you pray for somebody, do it in love. We've all had the enemies in life. The folk that we don't really like. And they don't like us. And you meet them on the street and y'all look at each other and say, I'm going to pray for you. Uh, that ain't a sincere prayer. Uh, but I'm trying to help you out. When you pray for victory, when you pray over depression, you got to have some love in that prayer. You got to have some thought in that prayer that actually goes out to help somebody along the way. That, that, that he tells us, how do we get over it? That we pray over it. But he says, when you pray, pray that when I get to where I'm going, that God removes the dissenters, the demonic, and the doubters. I'm, I'm in the text, y'all. Don't you see it? He says, pray on my behalf. Pray that I may be rescued 
from dissenters, from the demonic, and from doubters. Truth be told, I think much of what we deal with in mental health can be attributed to the demonic. That any time you're on the road of righteousness, demons want to stop your progress. And don't you know, demons will try to stop your progress. They know they can't have your body, Job, but they can try to take the things. He said, God, take the heads from away from him. And then see what he does. In other words, if God stopped giving us money, will we get depressed because we can't pay the bills? That, that he says, deliver me from the unbelievers in Judea. Deliver me from folk who don't think like I think. Who don't live like I live. Who don't love like I love. Deliver me from my dissenters, but also deliver me from my doubters. Because I said earlier, he's taking this gift to Jerusalem. Deliver me from the folk within the body who don't want to me succeed because I'm trying to help folk who need help outside of the body. It's a shame that in the church... We got problems with folk on the outside because it's almost like we forgot that we used to be in the same place. Uh, maybe, maybe I don't need to flash back so long because uh, a lot of us just a few minutes ago might have remembered what we used to be while we were on our way to church and a certain person cut off, off before we could get through the red light and we uh, said some four-letter words that were not Mark, Luke, or John. <laughs> deliver me from unbelievers, but also deliver me from the folk in the body who don't want to see ministry go forward. Uh, your depression can be lifted by personal prayer, partnership in prayer, and also deliverance from the demonic. But, but, but finally, y'all, I think our help can be brought and we can find help when we learn that if I make it through, if I'm able to get to you, God will restore the joy in my life. That oftentimes I think our need for mental health deals only with what is temporary. But Lord, I thank God that what's temporary hasn't done anything to my joy. I'll be honest, y'all. There are times, even in my own life, where I struggle because of circumstance. And I wish y'all wouldn't look at me too funny. If you be truthful with yourself, you probably struggle with some things, too. Uh, Pastor Haynes wanted me to give uh, the church a message and let everybody know that he is fine. Been to the doctor. Been diagnosed. He just did a little too much. He'll be back soon. But y'all, I'll be honest with you. My daddy ain't never been sick. 
And that was a struggle for me. And I would call him and say, hey, man, how, how are you doing today? He, and then he would actually say, I'm not doing as well as I want to be doing. And that took me to a place that I'd never thought I'd ever been to. But then the same dad had taught me a long time ago that this joy that we have, the world didn't give it to us and the world can't take it away. Is there anybody here that even in the place that you are in right now, you can lift your hand and say, I still got joy. Joy in the morning, joy at noonday, joy late over in the midnight hour. Give God your glory for your joy. Y'all, that's why I love Sunday morning. Because to be truth be told, y'all are my real family. I got a lot of blood family and I love them all, but I thank God that my blood family really ain't the depth of my family. I got another family by blood. And it's by a kind of blood that cleansed me of all my unrighteousness. And every time I come into the house and I see your faces, I thank God because my morning turns into joy. So we can be refreshed together in joy. And then I think our depression can go away. We can get some help. When we learn finally how to bring peace to somebody else. Thank God for our coming together. Thank God for the joy. But he ends this to the Roman church. He says, may the God of peace be with you all. In other words, Paul has moved from a place of sadness to a place of sovereign glory and one thing that can help us out is that we see other people succeed and be at peace uh, this came to my remembrance in such an odd way I'll never forget y'all know now football fan and uh, I'll never forget January 6th 2014. January 6, 2014 was the final college football game of the year. The BCS National Championship, the, the Auburn Tigers against Jameis Winston and the Florida State Seminoles. And I remember so well, y'all, because uh, I love football so much, and I know it was coming to an end, and I was going to have to wait another eight, nine months before the season got started back up again. And I, I, I said, well, if anything, Lord, I'm going to enjoy myself on this last night. And I had already bought my chicken wings, y'all. And, and I went to work all day. It was a Monday night. went to work all day, and... And, and if you're like me, I could, I could taste my wings and I could see my legs on the top of my counter table while I watched the game in the comfort of my home. One thing that I learned on that day, though, was in Atlanta, Georgia, that day was going to be the coldest day that we had had in some almost 70 years. The temperature that night was going to go down to five degrees. Didn't matter to me. 
It wasn't five in my house. But then I remember a strange conversation. My wife called me. She said, I have already gone to Home Depot and to Lowe's and to Bass Pro Shop to collect donations for foot warmers and hand warmers to take downtown to give to those who are in need. And then she said this. She said, I know you want to see the ball game. You can go on home. I've called your daddy. And he said he'll go with me. Now, if any man in here has been married for more than 30 seconds, you need to know, don't you ever let that woman do anything by herself, let alone with your daddy. And I remember, I remember hearing people of God, I remember deciding real quickly that I'll go with her. But then my lip got poked out. My brow frowned a little bit, y'all, because I knew if we went downtown, I would miss the game. And I was sad for a long time. Even when we met, I, I played it cool and smiled at her and said, you're just such a beautiful person. And that's part of her ministry, y'all. She loves to try to help folk. And I remember thinking, I'm going to miss the game. Now, I remember, y'all, that as we went downtown, the temperature started dropping. We got down there, and when we got down there, we went to a place, and we tried to strategize, how are we, two people, going to do this? And I said, well, we can't get out of the car because if we get out of the car with these boxes of stuff, it may be an issue. I said, so what we'll do is, is I'll get on the passenger side. You drive, and whatever you do, keep your window up. And when I see somebody who needs help, I'll just stop. We just stop. I'll call out to them and say, we got hand warmers and foot warmers. Do you need them? And I, I remember the first place we stopped downtown, and several people came up. And, and, and the very thing that I thought I really wanted, that they started to remove itself. When I saw people getting happy because and so thankful that you had something, then all of a sudden the voice that came to the window was a young, young voice. And it was so young that my wife was moved and say, how old are you? You couldn't even see his face. He was covered up in blankets. He said, I'm 13 years old. Living on the street. It was so heart-wrenching for my wife. She almost jumped out of the car. Don't, don't you do that. But she said, uh, uh, put him in the car. Let's take him somewhere to eat. And we couldn't do it, but, but the men who came with him said, we'll take care of him tonight. If y'all can help us out with what you got. And I remember more joy started flooding my heart. And after a while, y'all, I could have cared less about a ball game because I had seen peace with some folk who were in trouble. That I'm just trying to help you out sometimes when you need help. Sometimes when your heart is down, sometimes when you feel depression, all you got to do is help somebody else. 
and I declare the Lord will warm your heart and the Lord will lift your spirits. Is there anybody here that you came in depressed but then you saw the face of somebody else and you know they are dealing with more than what you are dealing with and you said, Lord, I thank you because my singing because my preaching because my lifting can lift somebody else i just want to let you know that if you need help that all of your help it comes from the lord all of my help <laughs> it comes from the lord all of my needs and all of my possessions all of my help <laughs> All of my help comes from the Lord. Is there anybody here that knows all my help comes from the Lord? All my help, it comes from the Lord. And all of my needs that I'm possessing, all my help, all my help comes from the Lord. That if you need some help this morning, one Friday, Jesus died. There is your help. If you need some help this morning, he died until the sun refused to shine. That is your help. If you need some help, he died until death died. That is your help. But I'm so glad today. If you need more help, they laid him in a bar or tomb. But I'm so glad that early Sunday morning, he got up with all power in his hands. And if you need some help, the same one who's Lord over death, he is your help. Call on him in the morning. Call on him in noonday. Call on him over in the midnight hour. Jesus, he is my help. Jesus, he is my glory. Jesus, he is my help. Have your mind been regulated? Have your soul been lifted? Because you got some help. You got some help in the Lord. Whatever life has thrown at us, whatever doubts and whatever fears and whatever anxiety we have, that I advocate getting some help. But the ultimation of your help ain't in those who can speak to you about the condition. The ultimation of your help comes in the God who has brought us peace. That all my help comes from the Lord. That we have been in places that um, we just struggle with. And I I want to help you understand that your struggle shouldn't be in silence and it shouldn't be alone. That, that God is there to help you. And I just want to 
I just want to give everything that I got to let folk know that you don't have to do it by yourself. But also know that the Lord is in control. And that things will. Things will work out for you.
this is a time where those that are in the sanctuary, those that are listening to us virtually, that God is calling you to salvation if you don't know who Jesus is. Believe on the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. But today I also want to make the appeal that if you're dealing with depression, if you're dealing with anxiety, if you're dealing with sickness and sadness, that he can also work that out. out and if you have enough courage just come down and just stand with us in prayer together to know that the Lord is going to work it out you don't have to suffer in silence by yourself that you have those who are willing to go with you you have those that are willing to exercise God's peace within you come on somebody Lord, 
to let you know that we stand with our brothers. We stand with our sisters in personal prayer, in partnership in prayer. That Lord, if there are any dissenters and demonic things that want to try to take over the success of their life, Lord, we know that you are the Lord over it all. That in you, Lord, you can cast out demons. In you, Lord, you can lift a depressed heart. Lord, but we want to let them know that part of how they may need help is to give help to somebody else. And Lord, we don't want to take it granted that we just thank you right now for lifting up our pastor and our first lady. Right now, I know he's listening and we want to say, Lord, lift up Richard B. Haynes right now. Lift up Sister Beverly Haynes right now. Lift up all within our congregation right now who are dealing with things that are outside of our power. But Lord, we come to know that you got all power in your hand. Power to save, power to heal, power to transform. We thank you, Lord. And right now, Lord, we call on your holy name that if we don't have anything else to do, we can say, Jesus, Jesus, heal our body. Jesus, regulate our mind. Jesus, give us the victory. We know, Lord, that all things work together for the good of them that are called according to his name. Lord, we pray for our strength right now. Strength to take one step in another day. Lord, we thank you for all those who are under the sound of my voice. But Lord, we thank you for somebody who came on this morning thinking they wouldn't go on another day, but you gave them hope. You gave them joy. You gave them strength just to move on another day. Lord, you are our help. You are our God. And you are everything that we need. We know that all our help from the Lord for he is the maker of the heavens and the earth Lord we'll give you all the glory we'll give you all the praise that is due your name in the mighty name of Jesus him who was and him who is and he who is to come in Jesus name and his name demons can run in Jesus name that name has power, power to lift our mind, power to lift our spirit, power to help us go on another day. In Jesus' name, we pray and we ask every blessing. Amen. 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 Praise God. Give God glory. Give God glory. know as long as the Lord is in control things will work out yeah, get the help you need and if we can help in the body of Christ you know one thing we'll do we'll pray in the struggle with you thank God on today it's uh, time to go home just 
you stay there, but just a few notes. We actually now today have our January Youth and Child of the Month. Our Youth of the Month is Sister Jessica Speakman. Give God praise for Sister Jessica. Amen, amen. Parents of Victor and Tammy Speakman. And then our Child of the Month is Brother Braylon Moore. Amen. Brother Braylon Moore, parents of Leonard and Doris Moore. Amen, amen, Brother Braylon Moore. We continue to thank not only those who are with us virtually, but all of you in the body for your prayers, for the pastor, but also for your stewardship and giving. Uh, I always say and continue to say that our giving helps the local church, but it lifts the kingdom of God. And so we just continue to pray and thank God for your stewardship and ask if you would continue giving. Uh, we want to pray always for those of us in our family who are dealing with sickness, uh, thank God today. Give God, put your hands together. Brother George, who was out last week, he's behind the door, but he was sick last week, but he is in with us today. Thank God for that. Thank God for that. I want to give special thanks on today for our ministers and those of us who have come from um, not only the singers. Our, give God praise for our youth. Give God praise for our young lady who helped us to celebrate black history amen thank god i don't know i maybe is that a clarinet thank god amen amen thank god that young people are still in the band playing clarinets amen amen thank god for that thank god for your gift to the body uh, continually and i thank god i know um, uh, i know it necessarily ain't the safest thing to bring folk up together but I just feel it's a time where, that, that we've been so disconnected. I want of us to know that there's still a connection. You're not by yourself in this struggle. Um, but, but in a continued spirit of safety for all of us as we leave, if we would leave out to my right, my left, I'm sorry, your right, um, and that we would fellowship in the parking lot just grateful to be in the house and my prayer is that somebody got some help today and that if 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 the if the help is just that you now have the strength to get help that's helpful that'll give us peace amen amen no matter how big our relationship is with the lord we always need help i want to thank god for it if we're just rest on your feet this week and what he's dealing with is minor amen amen so uh had a lot of soreness but what he's dealing with is minor so uh he is right now on the men and i actually uh thought i i saw or heard that he he even had even been driving this week amen so that's a good thing so he's back on the go pastor haynes is not a sit still person and i'm sure he was very happy to be able to get up and move amen and may God be with us till we meet again.
thank you today for keeping us from stumbling and who's able to present us blameless before his glory with exceeding joy to the only wise God be glory be majesty be dominion and be authority may it be thou henceforth and forevermore and the people of God said several ways to submit your tithe and offering. Online at www.thechurchwithzeal.org slash give. On Cash App at dollar sign the church with zeal. Via the Givelify app. By mail to Salem Missionary Baptist Church, P.O. Box 817, Lilburn, Georgia 30048 or in person at the church office on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. It's not necessary to wait until Sunday to give. Online, Givelify, Cash App, or mail-in contributions may be submitted on any day of the week. Thank you for your continued support of the ministry at Salem Missionary Baptist Church.